for Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong. This is the warm-up with Warlow and Moods. Today, Jamie Wincup joins the greats. He gets his fourth. Paul Dungrell gets his first. And David Reynolds on the podium, a whisker away from victory in a classic 2012 race. There you go, Bathurst 1000 on tomorrow. Looking forward to it. It is the great race. And joining us on the line, he's going to be doing some coverage this week, uh, Moons, for SEN. is the 2012 winner alongside Jamie Winkup. Paul Dumbrell, PD, welcome, mate. How are you? Yeah, good, thank you. Uh, can't uh, can't complain with a pies a pies win last week. Oh, yeah, that got is got another one. Yes. So, come on, Moons, you, uh, you, you had all the joy last year. So uh, now it's all about the pies. So. Fair enough, too. Yeah, no, mate. Uh, and it was a great weekend. We've uh, we've obviously spoken about it earlier on the show. For you, mate, where did you where did you take in the grand final? I was uh, lucky enough uh, to take my two older boys, seven and five years old, uh, to the game with my wife. So, yeah. uh, you know, a pretty special, uh, special day. One of my earliest childhood memories was at uh, the 1990 Grand Final with my old man, uh, and I was seven or eight years old. So, uh, yeah, it's good to be able to uh, replicate that. Were you, did you get down to did, well. did you get down to the fence at the celebration with the boys? Did they get to high five any of the players. No, they didn't, but they were pretty up and about. So uh, <laughs> no, uh, I think they they got they lost a little bit of interest midway through the third quarter. But they were, they were young, the, uh, the uh, theme song. Uh, I think I had some Brisbane supporters behind us, and when they were watching, I think Paw Patrol uh, halfway through the third quarter on <laughs> yeah. my phone. I got a few uh, raised eyebrows, but no, they were right into it. That's I'm, pretty I'm stock standard, I reckon. The old Paw Patrol running through that myself at the moment. Hey, mate, uh, twenty twelve for you. That must bring back some nice memories. You and Jamie teaming up to to take the, uh, the the crown that weekend. Yeah, probably a little bit like the Pies game. It was a nail biter right to the end. It was. So uh, we, uh, I think Roland, uh, the team boss, came to me. Uh, Jamie was battling for the championship at the time. So there's this dynamic: do you try to win Bathurst or do you conserve and ensure you, you you put yourself in a good position for the championship? And Roland came to me with five or, or six laps to go and said, uh, "We're not going to be able to make it on fuel, so we're going to have to pit uh, with a couple of laps to go to." Uh, just, you know, preserve Jamie's championship. So you go from the highs of that. Uh, and I think, as, as everyone knows, Jamie is a fairly strong-willed and yep. uh, might not have listened to uh, to the team orders on that one, but uh, got us got us home and uh, we, we ran out of fuel uh, coming out of the first corner after the race. <laughs> Unbelievable. So, you know, half a cup. Yep. Half a cup of uh, half a cup of Red Bull uh, in the fuel. Now, uh, you know our avid supporters probably remember a couple of years later where we did the same thing. We ran out of fuel uh, on Conrad Straight, leading on the last lap. So, trust me, we've had it both ways. Yeah. But uh, no, it's a, it's an amazing race and uh, plenty of stories to come over over the next uh, over the next twenty four hours. Paul, one hundred and sixty one laps. How do you decide how many laps you do, or is it even, or is it, or is it, or does Jamie in this in this occasion does he run the most laps, or how does it actually work? There's a co-driver both Sandown and Bathurst, the two endurance races. Mm. Funnily enough, are both 161 laps each, so the co-driver has to do a minimum of 54 laps. Mm-hmm. Um, at Bathurst, the fuel windows, you know, uh, early 20, 22, 23 uh, laps per tank of fuel. So the co-driver probably will do 60. To 70 laps, but the, the challenge is there's other rules. You know, the main driver can't drive uh, more than I think it's two, two and a half hours. So, um, you know, you got to be really careful. You can't just put the co driver in for their 60 laps at the start because yep. you'll break the rule at the end of the race. So, this is where the strategy really comes into it because, you know, many times, you know, a co driver might have clocked over 53 laps and the safety car comes out. You know, and the teams have to then put their uh, co drivers in. So, there's quite a lot of strategy about 
when you get the co-driver laps out. And I think, you know, this year you look at, you know, Garth Tander, uh, you know, in the Grove Racing, Jamie as a co-driver, um, you know, it's funny, you know, multiple championship winner, five-time Bathurst winner, you know, uh, and, uh, you know, him be a co-driver. But it lets, it opens up so many possibilities. You know, you can put Jamie in at the start of the race mm. and, you know, you've got a multiple winner there. You know he's going to do a good job. Where some of the less experienced co-drivers, and I'll put myself in that boat, you know, many years ago, um, you know, you're a little bit rusty. You're not racing week in, week out. So, you know, the teams are a little bit cautious about that as well. So, Plenty of strategy behind the scenes uh, going into the big race tomorrow. It's interesting because it hasn't always been that way with the co-drivers. We've seen, you know, back in the day where the, the two teammates would actually drive together in Bathurst. You were one of the first or in the first handful of years that actually the co-drivers from outside of the series came in. Yeah, it wrapped it. Uh, it pushed up the uh, the prices for the co-drivers. <laughs> we, we all of a sudden became a lot more valuable. So, Moonberger, you know, you know, uh, anything where you can get a good contract, uh, yep. uh, always, always, you always good. take but, it. Uh, but no, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. I, I hung on to that one for seven or eight years. Um, no, I think the the big challenge was um, some teams. You know, they they put obviously the two stars in the first car, and then they put two rookies or two internationals in the second car, and it very much became a, a you know. A focus on one car within the team, um, so the probably the quality of the race wasn't uh, where where it needed to be. Likewise, you know, if the main car fell out, the two superstars of the series, you know, uh, would be out of the race. So they made this rule. It's you know, it's quite contentious. Uh, some teams, you know, still to this day uh, disagree with it. Uh, you know, Roland Dane, um, you know, ex uh, ex owner of the Red Bull team uh, and, and still chairman of the business. He continues to say to this day, regardless of the rules, he would split his drivers. Mm-hmm. Um, that, that's his philosophy. You have two cracks at winning the race um, as, as well, um, which I guess you, know, you always have that, you know, differing views of, of what the best way to go about it is. Paul, when we talk about this, we, we, we talk about the track and the hill. When you're coming up and when you come back down that hill, can you tell us how fast are you actually going by the time you hit the bottom? I think the, the most famous uh, sort of uh, part of the track is as Skyline, where you come up mm. over the hill, yep. you see the cars, you know, get a little bit there. That's about you turn into a blind corner and you have to apex on the right-hand side a wall and you're doing about 220 k's oh, an hour as yeah. you're doing in that. So you're, you're turning into a blind crest, turning right <laughs> at 220 and you actually can't see what you're trying to aim for on the right-hand side. So... You've seen many people get it wrong. I've, mm. I've been in, the, in that camp as well over the years. <laughs> Mate, just quickly before we let you go, can we just get a one-word tip? And also, going back uh, for the first time in many years, not as a driver, of course, how's that feeling? Yeah, first time in five years I've, I've been there. So uh, I've only been to one race over that five years, you know, COVID, uh, COVID and a young family uh, as as well. So really excited. It's going to be nice weather up there. So it's going to be a great, great day to call the action on SEN. Um, you know, nothing like a... Uh, an inexperienced commentator getting into an eight-hour call. So I did throw myself into... I You're going to have to talk about the magpies, uh, you know, I reckon, through the broadcast, mate, to get you through. I know. I said to Hutchie, if you need to cut me out halfway through so I'm uh, bringing down the ratings, he knows, he knows where to call me. But uh, I, I reckon a little bit of a left field. Yeah, I reckon Shane Van Gisbergen uh, yep. is going to win this year. I think, you know, China uh, is behind in the championship. I think he can take plenty of risks this weekend. He's got a fellow Kiwi uh, co-driver. In Richie Stanaway as well, and I think he's really going to want to uh, 
go back to back in Bathurst this year to sort of sign off his uh, Australian career. Yeah, it is fantastic. It's going to be a great weekend. We love Bathurst on a Sunday, just uh, yeah. sitting on the couch at home, taking it all in. It's a bit like Test cricket. We spoke earlier. Just it, you just have that noise on the background and, and uh, consume it for the afternoon, mate. Good luck with the call. Good luck with the race. I uh, hope you enjoyed it. It should be an absolute belter. Thanks, guys. Thank hope you, everyone has a good weekend. Paul Dunbrell joining us there as he's looking forward to Bathurst 1000 tomorrow afternoon. It's going to be an absolute belter. Stay with us. We'll get our marketplace up next. All thanks to Little Creatures. For Furphy at Little Creatures Village, Geelong, you're listening to The Warmer with Warlow and Moods.